Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina, board certified psychiatrist in South Florida. Are you ready to take the couch? Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina. Are you ready to take the couch? Hey, 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 guys, it's Dr. Delvina. Thomas. Yes, board certified psychiatrist in South Florida. And I just wanted to tell you about some ways you can follow me. First of all, you can get in touch with me by sending an email to info, I-N-F-O, at D-R, as in doctor, at drdelvina.help. That's H-E-L-P, so info at drdelvina.help. That's spelled D-R, D as in Delta, E-L, V as in Victor, E-N-A, dot help, H-E-L-P. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook. They are um, matching now. So it used to be my Instagram was a little different than my Facebook page, and that Facebook page got taken down. So now they're both the same, which they are both Dr. Delvina, D-R, D as in Delta, E-L, V as in Victor, E-N-A. And my website used to be drdelvina.help, but I'm redoing the website so soon it will be launched and it will be Dr. Delvina, so doctor abbreviated again, D-R-D-E-L, V as in Victor, E-N-A, help, H-E-L-P dot com. You may also follow my office, which is D-R-T, Brain Love. We are DRT Behavioral Services, PLLC, but we go by DRT Brain Love on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Please feel free to follow all and subscribe to those pages. And our website is uh, brainlovehelp.com, B-R-A-I-N-L-O-V-E-H-E-L-P.com. Everything is about help. And we also have a website for our, for our spa and also for our um, CBD and uh, medicinal cannabis licensure. So there's links for those um, websites on DRT Brain Love website as well as on my website when it launches. But feel free to subscribe to all of the um, podcast platforms. Please subscribe on iHeartRadio, on Pandora, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts. And if you're um, a member on Anchor, which is Anchor by Spotify, please feel free to subscribe on Anchor as well. As you know, the more subscribers you have, the better. I do appreciate the the subscribers that I have to date. And some of you have been with me since the podcast started in May 2020. So we're in our third year, and I appreciate your support. And if you're sending a monthly contribution, I appreciate that support. And if you're not sending a contribution, but you're listening on a regular basis, I greatly appreciate that support as well. If you haven't already done so, please uh, do a rating on your favorite podcast platform and share it with other people, man. All right. Remember, brain love. Hey, 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 guys. How are you? It's time for another episode of the Brain Love Podcast. Are you ready to take the couch? We are talking tonight about so many different things. We're talking about relationships. I have someone on the couch with me tonight and oh my gosh, his story is so deep and heavy. And he got me at the end. I didn't realize he was going to share with me the thing that he shared with me at the end, which was 
you know, I I wasn't expecting it. I thought this was going to be a conversation just about a regular conversation about cheating. This is a guy who DM'd me and said he wanted to talk to me about um, his relationship. He's been DMing me for three years. And so finally I said, okay. And the previous DMs weren't heavy like this one. So this one is what pulled me in. And I said, I asked him, well, do you want to join me on the couch and share your story anonymously? And he agreed. Before we get into that, I just want to say rest in heavenly peace to someone who um, was like family to me. My bestie lost her brother um, yesterday. So, you know, it's a, a weekend of sadness, to say the least. But, you know, we still got to do what we have to do. We got to work and take care of things and um, fulfill responsibilities. Just be safe out there, guys, and be healthy. Take care of your bodies. Go see your doctors. Go see your primary care doctor. Get an EKG if you're 30 and above and you've never had a tracing of your heart. Please do it. If you've never had your cholesterol checked, please do it. If you've never had your blood pressure checked or your sugar level checked, please do it. Take care of yourselves. Now, before we get into this interview, I have to play this song that has just been speaking to me. The artist is a woman by the name of Thames. I hope I'm saying it properly. Um, She is from Lagos, Nigeria, which goes well with the story tonight because my guest is from Nigeria. Tims was born to a Nigerian mother and a British Nigerian father. Her her family moved to the United Kingdom shortly after her her birth and her parents divorced when she was just five. But she grew up in the church choir. She sang in the church choir until 2009. And she has just had a very successful career these last couple of years, especially after Drake put her on one of his songs on this most recent album. But this song is called Free Mind free mind and so I want to pause it for a second because the song starts out with the lyrics the lyrics are important besides the track the lyrics for me these are the things that I I pay attention to she says I said five in the morning I wake up to fight for my earnings the fear in my mind is a warning praying to the one you rely in I've been wondering all day I try to be fine but I can't be The noise in my mind wouldn't leave me. I tried to get by, but I'm burning. And then she says, and behind my mind, it runs. All these thoughts have troubled me, fighting to give up my pain, fighting to be on my lane. My my mind running to the other side when it's time to live my life. Then it tries to take me out, tell you what I need right here. So then she goes on and on and on, and she says, this is the peace that you cannot buy. Send me a love that you cannot mix. One is the joy that you cannot waste, and the other one price that you cannot fix. This is the peace that you cannot buy. Finding a way when you cannot see. Men will desist if he cannot pray. I need to find release. Let me run it back. Listen to these words. I have this song on repeat, and it's so, so spot on for this guest tonight. 
he had so many, so much abuse in his life growing up. And it almost ended in a bad way. And I think a lot of people can identify with a lot of his challenges. Check it out. keep listening these are just words that will capture your soul and when you hear my guest on the couch tonight you'll understand why I'm playing this September is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month, and um, I want I want everyone to live and be happy. This is why I do this. I try to share information so that you're in the know and that you can share with other people, so that other people get into the know as well, because there are so many things we can do to prevent ourselves from having mental health challenges. We just need to know. We need to know how to live, and that's the whole premise of brain love. So check out my guest here on the couch tonight. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please reach out to me. You'll hear the ways to follow me, you know, throughout all of my podcast episodes. But if you're not following me already, follow me on Instagram at Dr. Delvina, D-R-D as in Delta, E-L-V as in Victor, E-N-A. Hi, sir. You DM'd me on Instagram and said that you had a question about your relationship and it involves cheating is that correct hello yes ma'am i'm here okay okay did you hear my question no ma'am i said you sent me a dm and you had a question about um a relationship and Mm -hmm. it involved cheating is that correct yes ma'am Tell me more. Well, uh, I'll give you my background. Um, originally from Nigeria. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been in this beautiful country for the past 16 years, almost 16 years, yes. And uh, my upbringing has been really, really rough. And I think it affected me as a as a man, as a, I would say a black man, you know, 
Mm-hmm. And every relationship I've been in was pretty bad. You know, I've never ever uh, been vulnerable or show compassion. And it always uh, end up in, you know, um, breakup. And I, I got married, you know, uh, with the lady. And uh, we've been together for almost nine years. And we had a child together. And he'll be, he's eight years old, going nine. So my thing is, um, Man, I've been, it's sad to say, I've been dealing with my own demon. It seemed like I live like two personal lives, you know? You know, it's like I put this max on for people to look at me a certain way. But outside and inside, I'm a whole different person. Um... I was um, thinking, oh, if I get married, then I would change. But I got married and I was still not the same, like me being myself, you know. Right. And to, to give you a little bit of background, um, my dad came to America um, when I was two years old. And the first time I saw my dad, I was 12 years old, you know, I've... Um, I grew up pretty rough life, you know. My uncles um, was never a role model, you know. So I was forced to like, you know, um, do a lot of bad stuff, you know, because I was trying to survive and trying to help my mom as a young kid. Well, to fast forward it, my dad have cheated on my mom as far as I can remember, you know. You said your dad. Uh, you said your dad cheated on your mom as long as you can remember. Yes. Okay. You know, and uh, when my dad come home from U.S., you know, back home, he will spend like a month. The whole month he comes back. He never spent time with us. You know, it's seven, five siblings, three girls, and one boy. You know, my little brother live in New York. So I never had a relationship with my dad. Um, this is a lot of disconnection. So the older I get, you know, um, I felt like, okay, maybe we can get close. I realized my dad only comes close when he needs something, mm. you know, and that's the only time he will always need something and the crazy thing is uh i have a twin sister my twin sister don't talk to my dad my little brother don't talk to my dad two of my other sister they talk to him just because they are you know they find god they they are christian they forgive him you know but i've been struggling all my life you know trying to uh understand what is my purpose, you know? And uh, the breaking point was my wife always tells me what she needs, but I always uh, dismiss her feelings. I have never, ever told my kids I, I, I love them, you know? It's just the past week that I was telling my kid, 
I love him. And the, um, the sad part is when I told my eight-year-old, hey, you know, I love you. And he looked at me like I was crazy. And uh, I'm like, you know, I love you, but I don't tell you that. And um, I said, because growing up, you know, my parents never told me that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to love a person, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, even me saying with my wife, even when, I, when she tells me, hey, I love you. Out there, I love you. Just it's just a word, you know. So, like I said, so, um, a lot of my trauma, my cheating, it was more like um, more like to numb a pain, but I didn't realize I'm hurting. I'm hurting someone, you know. Yeah. So, so it, let me stop you for a second because I have to ask a few questions. Um, yes, ma'am. Because you just mentioned even you said uh, I think um, you said even in my cheating, but we hadn't even really gotten to you cheating yet. You said that your father cheated for years on your mother, but yes. so we'll get to that point, my first question will be: How old are you? I'm forty three years old. Okay, you said you were born in Nigeria. Yes, ma'am. Your father moved to the United States when you were two. Yes, in 1981. And so you were still in Nigeria? Yes, ma'am. You didn't see him again until you were 12 years old. Was that in Nigeria when he came back to visit? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And then you mentioned in the beginning, um, you've been somewhere for 16 years, but I couldn't, I didn't catch it. Have you been in the United States for 16 years? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So you've been in the United States for 16 years. You said you're 43. Yes, ma'am. And you mentioned that you've been with your wife for nine years. You've been together for nine years. How many of those nine years um, are marriage? Uh, We was married in 2017. Okay, so five years married. And how many children do you have? Uh, We have one, one child. And he's he's eight, about to be nine in October. Okay, so one son, and he will be nine next month. Right. Okay. Yes. Hmm. So that means that you guys conceived this child early in your relationship, because you've only been together for nine years, and he'll be nine next month. Yes. Uh, after three months of, you know, talking, um, th- she got pregnant. Mm. Yeah. Oh, boy. How old, is your wife? Huh? How old is your wife? She's 40. And where is she from? Uh, she's from here. She's in America. She's from Austin, born and raised in Austin, Texas. Gotcha. Okay. Um, let's see now. So she's from Texas. Um, so you mentioned that you had a rough um, upbringing. You said your upbringing was rough. And um, so you mentioned that your uncles were not role models. Yeah, never a role model, no. (laughs) These are your dad's brothers, your mom's brothers, or both? My dad's brother. Does your mother have family in Nigeria? Yes, ma'am. How how was my... Excuse me? How was mom's family? Were they good to you? 
Uh, you know, they are not bad. They are, they are good people, you know. Yeah, they are good people. You, gotcha. How did you know your dad was cheating on your mom the entire time? What made you believe that? Oh, it's obvious, you know, because when my dad comes from America, you know, my dad is well respected back home. Um, he has a lot of history, um, you know, growing up. Um, he was the youngest person, you know, back then to have a car. He, um, he built a house a very young age after his dad died, you know. So um, in my village, he was first person, you know, that left my village, you know, to America, came back home and, you know, so he was well known. And when my dad comes home for a month, that month, my dad is running the streets, you know, having party with young girls. People call, call, people come telling my mom or your husband. It, it was obvious. It was out there. It was no secret. Mm. You know, you know, it was no secret. And the crazy thing because of African culture, or I would say my culture in Nigeria, Mm -hmm. uh, when you marry to a man, you, you know, you're pretty much handicapped, you know, which is a backward society, whereby what, the woman... Mm -hmm. What do you mean, the woman is handicapped, meaning there's nothing she can do about things like the husband's indiscretions and his... Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. And uh, my mom dealt with a lot of stuff. I've seen my mom just um, down. My dad, um, he will go back home. He will, like when he comes back home, okay, this is the interesting thing. He will brought a lot of clothes, things, but he never give us stuff. He was worried about how other people looks at him. He give his friends stuff, his friends' kids stuff. And we are like, okay, what about us, you know? So it was not really a relationship, you know? It, it was nothing. The only thing was like, oh, my dad is in America. That was it. But we was just heartbroken, confused. Um, <laughs> it, it, it was, uh, I would not wish any case, but okay. in Nigeria, yeah. So do you know your grandparents? Uh, no, they, they deceased before I was born. Well, my, my grandma from my dad's side, you know, um, she was alive, you know, um, she was a beautiful, beautiful soul, you know, and uh, she was more like the peacemaker. And she passed away, she passed away um, five years ago. Okay. Uh, Are yeah. your parents still married? No, you know, because why my dad came to America, my dad got involved with a lot of women, got married. My dad have married one, two, three, four, and five women, you know? <laughs> wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. And that's what I was about to ask next is if he um, started a family in America, but it sounds like the answer is yes. When you say that he got married five times, do you mean to five women in America? Okay. Uh, um, it was my two older sister. Um, he was married to their mom, left their mom, married my mom. So my, you know, so oh, that's in Nigeria. That, that's in Nigeria, yes, ma'am. Okay. So your two older sisters, he was married to their mother, right? Left them, then married your mom. They conceived, yes. you, 
And then what's the third? Did he ever divorce your mom? Does Nigeria have a divorce process? Well, okay. So the, the it's like I said, it's so backward culture, you know, that is just like, you're just there. You're just married to a person and you're just there, you know, yeah. and the person is doing everything, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, it came to a point when we came to America, we have to we have to realize a lot of stuff. America was like an eye opener to like, wait, man, you know. Wait, wait, wait. You're skipping details. So okay. who, how old were you? Okay, you came to America 16 years ago. So you were in your 20s. Yes, ma'am. And when you came to America, who did you come with? You said we came to America. So my dad applied for us. You know, my dad brought all five of us. You and America. your four siblings. Yes. Wow. And your mom stayed back in Nigeria. Yes. Did you ask him why didn't you bring my mother? Oh, we know he can't bring my mom because he has a wife here. So the wife he has here, is this his fourth wife or I'm sorry, the fifth wife? Okay, my dad lived very strange life because when we came here, he have he was married to a woman, you know, that helped him get his paper, you know, become a citizen. But then he have like because everything my dad was doing, he didn't really care, you know. So he has side girlfriends, you know, and uh, then he have the woman that he's with now. They've been together for over 30 years and they're not even married. Oh, he's been with her for over 30 years? Mm-hmm. And he has other women and he was married. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> weird. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now you well, see how my life is messed up. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, it's just like in a company that starts at the top and the shit rolls downhill, right? So if you have a, a poor leader then the, the, the sentiments and the culture of the company is, um, is a poor one, is a negative environment. And, and usually there's a lot of toxicity and the same things apply in a family. If the right. king of the tribe, if the father is not a real king, right. meaning, and I'm not saying he's not a king because of having all of these women, because in some cultures, polygamy is permissible and that king manages every family. He manages right. wives, he takes care of every wife, he takes care of all of the children from those different relationships. He teaches his kings and his, his young kings and his young queens. He's rearing his family and he's creating a legacy. So by no means am I saying that he didn't do a good job because of having different women, because there are many men who um, participate in polygamy who have created you know, little kingdoms and they've well, and they're organized and they're healthy. However, your father, um, I'm sure his background, his past is also, um, you know, contains a lot of demons and, and a lot of trauma. So he himself didn't learn how to love because he wasn't loved. And then, so he passed that on to his next generation. You were right. about to say, you said, well, Sir. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, you were you about to say something. You were about to say something, but I kept talking. You said, "Well, uh, well, um, in, in my culture, you can, you know, back then things have changed a little bit. You know, back then you can marry two, three wives, four wives. 
as long as you are able to provide and uh, it's agreed by the elders, and yeah, you can have, you know, you can have as many wife as you can. You know, you can't just marry if you can support them, you know. So, but the, the, it's not the case here with my dad. You know, my dad, I like, um, my, my dad lived a double life. You know, he lived a double life. He, uh, I, this is me from everything I'm saying. My dad used women, you know, he used women that uh, in a place of their life that, you know, they need something. Yeah, he'll give them what they need and make them like, oh, I got you. You know, you can depend on me. So just because he provided for the other women, so the women like feel like, oh, you know what, okay. You know, it's understood. But then he carries on. But then you have other, you have my mom in Africa being there waiting for this man, thinking that, okay, you know, it's my husband. He came to America to make a good life. But when we came here, we realized that it's not true. He already displayed that when he comes home. And uh, the crazy thing, when we came here, you know, my dad was more like money. My dad was like, you guys got to work. You know, you guys give me your money. You know, because we didn't know the American culture. My dad was very, very aggressive here. Uh, he always talked about, you know, um, we didn't have social life. We can socialize with people. They're like, don't talk to white people, they are this, you wind up in jail. Oh, it would just put all these fears that makes us, we don't even have friends being in America growing up. We'll go to school, uh, we kept to ourselves. We were just weird kids, where, where, you know? Where did you live? Where were you living when you came? Uh, in Austin, Texas. Oh, so your dad was in Texas. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so... You said he brought you here and he made you guys work and you had to turn over your entire paycheck to him? Yes. You know. All, all five of you? Uh, my little brother was a little younger, so he was not able to work. It was me, my twin sister, and my two older sister. So you were 27. How yes. your your other sisters were older or younger than you? No, no, my two others they're older, so I have uh, forty five and forty eight. Okay. Oh yeah, you said older sisters. You've been referring yes. that way. Yes. Yes. So how long did that? So you were living with your dad when you moved here initially. Right. Right. How long did you continue to live with him? Uh, we, you know, when when we came here, I didn't live with him. We. Me, because I didn't live with him for so long. My dad was so aggressive that I have to move out of the house. Uh, you know, uh, the, uh, my dad would get mad when maybe I go to school, come back, work, you know, and I don't give him an, enough money, you know, and I was working part-time. Mm -hmm. You know, he would get aggressive. He says, uh, because he said, we all have to pay rent. He said, nobody lives in America for free. You know, it was, a, it was a nightmare. It was more like a nightmare. And he will have us in a round table. He will be talking. He will get a, so explosive. We have a coffee table that's a glass 
he was so angry, he would hit the table, the table would crack. And, um, you know, it, it, it was, uh, yeah, it was bad. It was mentally, you know, um, abusive. 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 Yeah. yeah. You know, um, and, so you moved out soon. You, your sisters stayed behind, your twin sister and the two older sisters and your little brother stayed behind. Yeah, you know, behind, but not too long. You know, they couldn't take it. They moved out, went and got an apartment, uh, were just walking. They dropped out of school, was walking. Uh, because now we have nowhere to go. We don't have no, we don't have no family here. We don't have friends here. Uh, you know, the struggle become real. We have to first to understand this society, you know, not like a father brought their kids and guide you. It was yeah. more like it was more like fear. We 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 thought we was living poverty from Africa coming to this great country to make life, you know, out of something that we didn't have. But it was more like a nightmare, mm. you know. So because of all that, my um my little brother was living with a friend that he was going to school with, you know, and he told his friend. The friend told their parents and my brother was living with them and you know sooner or later my brother moved to New York you know and mm -hmm, moved to New York he, he's been in New York since then how old was and, it moved to New York uh I think uh, maybe 22 20, okay. 23 yeah 20 yeah 23 what did he know York to do well, just by himself, nobody just moved there to just figure things out. You know, it's more like we was looking for athletes, wherever we can go and discover something. And that's, it was survival, you know. What's he doing in New York right now? Well, the sad thing, my little brother is paralyzed. He had a motorcycle accident in 20, in 2013. Had a motorcycle motorcycle accident, wow. and he's 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 been paralyzed since then. And the same year, my older sister have breast cancer, you know, oh. stage three. You know, it was almost stage four. Uh, she okay. have never been the same. And <laughs> yeah. So your, you know, your brother is paralyzed, neck down or waist down? Waist down, from chest down, paralyzed. He can't even use his hand. It's, uh, oh, yeah. from chest down. Oh my yes. god. Yes. Yeah. So, where is yeah. he living? In like a a, an, a home, in a nursing home, or does he live? Oh, uh, um, he was. Uh, he has my my little brother had everything going for him. Um, he was into fitness. He has his own gym. Was very successful. He was really doing well. But when everything happened. It was everything wind up crashing. Uh, during then, you know, I went to school uh, for myself in school. Um, I got a degree as a mechanical engineer. And, Congratulations. Uh, Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, during the process, when he had an accident, I um, went to New York. I spent two weeks in New York. He was in ICU for almost a month. Um, it, it was my breaking point, you know, to see my little brother. Then when I come back to Austin, my older sister was dealing with cancer. It was, I think everything, everything falls apart, 
you know, wow. um, during that time, you know, and I, I felt like, man, I have to hold the family together. I have to be there for everybody. And remember, and I just had a little baby. And during that time, I was not married to my child mother, you know, who was not married. So seeing my brother, seeing my sister, I became so angry, you know, it was, uh, I couldn't understand what was happening because they, they are the only family I have. You know, so the rage, I had rage, I have anger um, to a point whereby I didn't really even care about my, my own self. You know, so during the process, when my dad find out, my brother have accident, we all went, my sister, my twin sister live in D.C. And um, she was going to New York almost every day, was driving, would be there. It was hard for the whole family. So when my dad find out his son had, he's like, oh, I'm coming to New York. And he, have, he didn't ever went to New York. You know, he was talking to my brother. Always, but that was just a lie. That was just fake, you know? So he didn't go? So, no, never went. Never went. Never went. Yeah. Wow. Um, How old is your father now? My father is 69, 69, about 70, yes. Yeah. Has your, your son met your father? Yeah, my son met my father, yeah. Met my father, and the crazy thing is my dad around my child always trying to act like, oh, he's a, you know, like a good grandfather. I'm like, this is all fake, you know, but it's okay, you know. But, okay, the crazy thing, okay, uh, before my wife now, I was dating someone, you know, from South America. Uh, everything was good. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. I never cheated when I was with her, you know. It was, so she went home. When she went home, she had an accident and she passed away. Oh my gosh. I'm yeah. So, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So that pain, I haven't healed from that pain. Oh, good. Yeah. Then I went in relationship. And after that, I put my guard down. I never give my heart to any human being. You so, know? so, this girl who passed away in South America, do you think you would have married her? Yeah. I took her to Africa. I took her to Africa. I met my mom. Yeah, it, it, it was. How long, uh, it, how long had you guys been together before she passed? We was together for four years. Wow. Yeah. So once she passed away, how long did it take you before you started dating your the woman who was now your wife? Oh well, before I met her, I was you know so okay. After her passing, it took me a long time to process to just you know, get her over, to get over her. Then I started dating. When I started dating, it, it was horrible because now I'm have, I have multiple women. I didn't care. It, it was more like, I don't care no more. I don't care no more. And uh, the women are in love with me, but I was never in love with none of them. You know, when I met my kid mom, I have like three other women. 
you know. Did she and, know that? Yeah, it comes to a point whereby everybody met each other. <laughs> everybody met each other. Mm -hmm. And they want me to pick, you know. I was like, uh, well, I remind you, I had a baby with this other woman. So I'm like, okay, I pick, I'm going to choose this girl. But I was going through my brothers. I was traveling. So um, with this connected, she told me I can't do it no more. I didn't care. I said, that's fine. I don't have to do it no more. So I was in New York. You know, and it was New Year's Eve. And I was supposed to be in New York for extra four or five days. And something told me like, oh, call her. I just booked an airplane, you know, New Year's Eve. I said, I'm going to bring New Year with her and let's start fresh. Mm -hmm. I did. She was excited. She came, picked me up from the airport. Everything was good. We brought New Year's together. But my demons, all the stuff I was dealing with, never gone. So, we you know, I uh, started cheating throughout the marriage. I cheated throughout the marriage. I cheated. And the crazy part was she had a bad upbringing, too. Died. Oh, no. She was 13 oh, years no. old from alcohol. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Your reception was awful. So... Repeat what you said. You said she had okay. a bad upbringing too, and what? Yeah, she had a bad upbringing when she was 13 years old. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. okay. You know, when she was young, her, her mom, her biological mom, died when she was starting from alcohol poison because she was drinking and because her dad was abusive. You know, was bearing her in front of the kids in public. So she was drinking to numb her pain. So she dealt with trauma. Okay. Then she got in a relationship. All her relationship, all the men have cheated on her. And I have a stepson. He's 20 years old. You know, when she was with his dad, he left her for another woman, you know. So it, it was rough. Then a guy before me, you know, was abusive to her, was sexually more like a rape, like, hey, you got to have sex with me, forcing her. And I didn't know till later on because I remember, you know, she, my wife didn't have emotion. She's not sexual. You know, I would touch her. She's, you know, so... Those are for heart trauma, you know, that I didn't realize till later on. So when she refused me, I kind of felt like, man, what's going on, you know? So I'm like, okay, you know, if you're not going to give me sex, I'm going to go look for elsewhere. It came to a point I told her auntie, like, this is what is happening. So my, her auntie kind of break down some stuff. Are you, are you there? Can you hear me? I'm listening to all of okay. this. Okay, yeah. So her, so her auntie break down some stuff, <laughs> you know, that, yeah, she have, you know, very bad upbringing, abused the dad. Even when she had her son, uh, that was, you know. Uh, so so I, I'm like, I told her auntie, is she not giving me sex? And, you know, I'm going to cheat, you know? And I told my wife that. And... Um, you know, it, it was like that. We would sleep in bed, 
and it was more like sleeping with a stranger. Mm. Even when I touch her, it was like, no, I don't want to be touched, you know, stuff like that. Well, it continues. Um, she's, uh, you know, she, I would not, you know, she's a good mom, but to the kids, the kids comes first. I was never first. Um, and I felt neglected. I, I, I will not blame everything on her because uh, I didn't do my part. You know, uh, like I said, I cheated throughout the relationship or the marriage. You know. Is she, so still, the, is she still asexual? She doesn't really like to be intimate? No. Yeah. Yeah. She's still that way? Mm-hmm. We will have sex. Sometimes it will be like three months. Sometimes we'll go four months. Who she initi- can do without it. Who initiates? Well, sometimes your- I will initiate it. Sometimes I will initiate it. Sometimes she will like, oh, you want to do something? But then I'm like, hmm. It was not like I'm was not into it. Yeah. Because because it was uh, it, it was the vibe, the energy was not the same. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it was it was horrible. So well, we went counseling. We went counseling, and it was not good. <laughs> you know, I was not open on the counseling because, uh, you know, sometimes, yes, they say you got to go to counseling. You know, in my culture, they say, oh, you don't need counseling. When you deal with stuff as a man, you don't have to tell people outside what's going on in your family. And I always suppress, I suppress everything. So when I was counseling, it, you know, this was just chaos. To a point where we stopped going counseling. See, my wife drinks, okay? She drinks, you know, uh, just like, you know, very heavy. Well, I get to realize she was drinking to numb her pain. And, um, yeah, it gets to the point whereby um, it was bad. It, it was bad. And I contribute a lot, too, you know. So we would break up. We were like, you know, Sometimes we will have a little disagreement. We will not talk for three to four days. We will get back, like everything is okay, but things get back to bad, you know, to a point whereby um, one of the ladies, I cheated on her. I was talking to her when I met her, came back in the picture. Are you there? Yeah, I'm listening. Okay, came back, came back in the picture, and that lady, like, we have very, our sexual life was really good. I mean, she was, you know, and, and remind you, this is, this, this is more crazy, right? Mm-hmm. When I was talking to the lady, like, 11 years ago, 10 years ago, she had a husband. She was not into her husband. She told her husband, she was talking to me. So they, you know, at some point they divorced, but then she married an, another guy. And when I came in the picture, she told the guy, oh, I'm having, I'm with Henry. It was weird. I don't know. I felt like she put a spell on me and everybody else, you know, because she would be like, hey, what are you doing? You want to come over, you know? And uh, yeah, we would just meet up. And so 
the last straw happened two weeks ago, whereby I left. I think everything happened for a reason. You know, God wanted me to come clean, wanted me to deal with everything that is happening, my past. I need to vent because everything I've dealt with, I've never talked to any human, you know? So when everything happened, so I left my tablet at home. Two days before that, I just like, oh, let me reset my tablet. And there's the old password I used to use, which my wife knew. I went back and put the old password. The morning before I was leaving for work, my tablet was beeping like messages. I saw it. I was going to take it with me and I left it. So it was a lot of messages coming. So my wife went through a lot of the message, everything, all these women. Then uh, she called that other woman and to find out it was the woman that was in the picture long mm. time ago. So I was at my workplace. I guess my wife pulled up, you know, she parked and she texted me. She said, hey, where, where, where are you? You know, I said, oh, I'm at work. You know, you know, then I, then I, I looked and I saw her car and uh, I was like, what are you doing? She on the phone with this other lady. This other lady done told her everything we've been, you know, doing this for the past, I don't know, six months, eight months. So my wife, like, you want to talk to her? Then the other girl was like, Henry. Um, have a good life. And I didn't say anything. So my wife, you know, of course, as a woman, she's in pain, all this stuff. Uh, she was, don't talk to me. I'm going to fight divorce and X, Y, Z, you know? I was mm -hmm. like, okay. Before all that happened, I knew something, I felt it. I knew something was going to happen, you know, because I, I was feeling some type of way you know, and my wife will ask me, what is wrong with you? I'm like, no, I'm okay. I'm there just sitting. I don't have appetite. You know, it's just very weird feeling. Mm -hmm. Well, before she would be like, I'm going to fight for divorce, but she never got through. But this time, yeah, she went straight and fight for divorce. Well, I accepted it, you know, and I think reality kicks in that I need to break a cycle. I can't do women that way. I don't care who it is because I have sisters. I would not like someone to treat them that way. I have a son. I want to be a role model for my son, you know? And um, I don't really believe in religious. I'm very spiritual. And I just ask God, I said, God, you know, I've been dealing with this. All my life, I try to do it on my own. I can't have a breakthrough. You know, it's like my life is falling apart. And I, I'm praying for you to show me the way, you know, for me to overcome all this pain, all these um, demons I'm dealing with. So I had a peace, you know, but at the same time, I'm having anxiety. So that day, you know, it's crazy, Doc. Um, I took some medicine. I took some medicine. I took a lot of medicine. <laughs> and 
now I had to go to emergency because I couldn't breathe. <laughs> what do you mean you took a lot of medication? Did you try to overdose? Is that what yes. you You tried to yes. kill yourself. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, this talk is so timely because September is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. And I had no idea that this was going to be a part of tonight. <laughs> sorry. I'm no, sorry. no, it's okay. It's okay. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not, this is not a complaint. I'm just saying this to emphasize to people, this is why we have to talk. And this is why you've, you've been DMing me. I mean, we, I'm looking in the DMs now. I don't delete them. And the DMs go back to 2019, the first time you sent me a DM. Yes, yes, I did. I was, I was vegan then, and you yeah. were for advice. And I said, I am not the one to advise you. I'm newly vegan. Yeah, then, yes. <laughs> and then fast forward to this most recent DM, which is why I, I brought you on the show. You said, I have my marriage in jeopardy because committed infidelity. Now we yes, look at divorce and I love her and afraid to lose her. She's pretty yes. much done, but I'm not sure if I should give up or not. I desperately right. need your advice. Now right. you're, you're, um, you taking those pills. Was that something you thought about before? Or did it just happen in the moment? It just happened in the moment. I felt like, man, I can't do this no more. Not just, not just because of my divorce. Everything. I suppress everything. I suppress a lot of pain. Yeah. You sure did. Uh, and it was more like, man, I'm just better, just not, not existing. Yeah. You know. And so we we only have. It's crazy. We've been talking now for about forty five minutes. You and I. Uh, yes, ma'am. And I try not to make these longer than an hour. Um, I understand. I yeah, I try to keep them down to about 30 minutes to 40 minutes, but oftentimes cases like this, you know, it runs over because we have to tease out the details so everyone can gain an appreciation as to why um, we're having the conversation and so that also there are some learning opportunities in here and so that I can help you as well. Um, so I'm going to give you one or two minutes to add whatever you want to add and then I'm going to bring it together and wrap it up. Okay. Well, so where I am in my life, I um so during the process, you know, um I talked to my wife, I tell her like I'm sorry. I respect, you know, the divorce, you know, at the end of the day, I want you happy. I'm sorry I was not the man, you know, that you wanted me to be. And I'm you know, disappointed, you know, because I was not the person I wanted to be, you know. So it, it was painful, you know, on the other end. But then I realized I have to make peace that I can at least be there for my son, you know, because at this point, you know, that's the only person that matters. But at the same time, we live in the same house, you know. Um, the energy has been pretty crazy. Well, um, it, it's rough, but, um, you know, we just got to go through the divorce and I asked her, hey, you can have the house, you know, I don't need the house. She's like, no, I don't want the house. We bought the house together. Let's just sell it, you know, 
um, split it, you know, which I'm not interested in, you know, it's not I don't, about the money. So, so now I went whereby I'm talking to someone, you know, just to have a community that I can know where to go from here on. What do you mean you're talking uh, to someone? No, like uh, therapist. He was a yeah. It's like a church member. He's a pastor. He's a friend, you know. And I reached out to him, you know, and just to have a support, you know, because I didn't know where else to go, you know. Okay. okay. You know. So yeah. Do you have, do you have health insurance? Um. Yes. Well. Yes and no. Now that we're going through divorce, you know, I'm. I guess I have to get my own health insurance. Yeah. Okay, but you have a job. You're working as a mechanical engineer. No, well, I did that for a while. So now I do like day trading and stocks, you know, and cryptocurrency. Okay. So after you took those pills in an attempt to kill your, were you trying to kill yourself or were you? Uh, Man, I did. I, to, to to tell you true, I took the pills. I, I would just want to just close my eye and don't wake back up. So that you was, wanted to was, die. You wanted yeah. to die. Yeah. Did you go to the hospital and get admitted to the psych unit or psych uh, facility? Well, I I went to emergency. You <clears throat> and know, I went. To, yeah, they admitted me and they was like man it's not good my blood pressure was off the roof my heart was just beating i was in so and they, out they admitted you to the medical floor and not the psych unit or did they admit you to both? yeah the medical the medical floor and, the, and yeah. then after you, they stabilized you did they admit you to a psych hospital they did not why not i don't know <laughs> they did not did they you know, know you were trying to kill yourself or did you lie and tell them, oh, I just made a mistake and took too many pills? Yeah, I made a mistake and took too many pills. Got it. Okay. So I'm so glad that you live to see the next day. And I won't put you on the spot and ask you if you're happy to be alive. I think that you are because if you weren't, you would not have DM'd me and you wouldn't be talking to me tonight on this, on this podcast. Um, I think there are so many layers to your situation in your life, in your life and your wife's life. And what I hear is that two people from tumultuous upbringings who have never had their own issues addressed came together and tried to merge all the negativities from their, their past that they never dealt with. That's what yeah. I'm hearing. And yes. when that happens, it creates codependent type relationships. Um, and we're not going to call anything a mistake or an error or anything like that, because life is, it contains the challenges that it does because we were all born into sin. And so the challenges from life come from the root of our existence. And so it's not helpful to point fingers and say what your father should have done, what your mother should have done. And I'm not suggesting that you were doing that. I'm just speaking in general here because right. oftentimes this is what happens in situations um, when my patients are telling me about their parents and the things that they did and that they didn't do. Forgiveness is a virtue. Forgiveness is a virtue and especially of our parents because our parents, you know, your father came from Nigeria, but if we're speaking about African-Americans, folks who don't even know where they came from, 
Right. Black Americans have a challenge because we don't know where our beginnings began. Right. And besides that, all of the trauma that has occurred in the United States that began with 1619, the slave trade, and went on um, to lynchings and Jim Crow and civil rights and all that, but I won't get into that situation. What I'm saying is that we all have a lot of trauma and a great majority of us have not dealt with those traumas. And that includes black Americans, Caribbean folks, as well as folks from the motherland, from the big continent of, of Africa. Right. And so one opportunity would have been, so for someone who's listening and they're sharing in your experience, before you get married, before you get into a serious relationship, you should hone in on your own personal challenges that you may have had from your life that were brought about by maybe by your parents, by your guardian, by your grandparent, whoever that person may be. But you should work on yourself personally before you try to become one unit with another person because you won't have a strong unit if there's a weak link. If one of those folks is linked, it makes the whole, un the whole union weak. So if you have one weak link, the entire union is weak. So before, I don't know what you'll decide to do or what you'll do in response to what your wife is going to do. Sounds like wife is going through with a divorce, but before you get into any more relationships, before you get out there and you start That's dating true. again, you have to, you must go and see a psychotherapist. I would suggest that you, you start with a psychologist. Um, no okay. To, no, and this is not a diss to my colleagues who have master's level, because there are a lot of them who have been practicing a long time, but a seasoned psychologist, a PhD or a PsyD is someone who has had extensive training in psychotherapy and counseling, as well as in diseases of the brain um, and the pathology and the disorders and the challenges that are created in personal relationships. So if you can, I would say go on to um, the American Psychological Association, um, check okay. out Black Psychologists Association. There's a chapter and a lot of these um, main cities, you're in Austin, so you're a, a, in a main city. Try to Google and go on and find a Black psychologist who is located, you know, someone you can go and see in person. If they're not doing in person, it's virtual. Someone that's going to use a camera so you guys can look at each other and be honest from day one with that person with your yes, history so that you can break down all of these barriers that is mental barriers that you have in your mind because before you if you move forward and trying to be in another relationship before you've worked on yourself you'll get nowhere the ending will be the same as it was before we make healthier decisions when we're healthy and being healthy means being healthy physically and mentally especially mentally um it sounds like to me that you have, you understand your father, you, you get it, you have forgiven him. And I'm glad that you have, that you're not carrying that burden around with you because it can make us um, very unhappy people when we have loose ends that are just, we just haven't tied those loose ends. And tying them just means you may not be saying to him, um, hey, I understand you weren't the greatest father, but I love you. You may just be saying, okay, you weren't the greatest father. Okay. I'm going to still move on and be a great father to my son. Yes, ma'am. <clears throat> Your purpose in life is what you deem it to be. You said in the beginning, you said you want to find out what is my purpose. And that might be something that has yet to be revealed to you 
And it may not have been revealed to you yet because you've just been so deep in sin. You've been so deep in sin. Um, the sin that has been brought to you from the others in your life, such as your father and the way that he lives his life, as well as the choices that you've made with your own life. Um, right. It's okay to healthy date, but being in a, a relationship with someone and not advising them that you're seeing other people is not a healthy thing to do. So, you know, your purpose can change too. Our purpose can change throughout life. Sometimes it may be one thing and then it becomes something else. So if you feel like you don't know your purpose, don't allow that to disenchant you. Don't allow that to make you sad. We live trying to find our purpose. That's the point of life. The point of life, the point of life is to find your purpose. And that's what makes life interesting. That's what makes it fun for some people because they're always trying to find their purpose. The moment that you have, you feel that you, you made it, you've done it, you know your purpose, I think that's when we stop living. And so purpose is not just about business, it's not just about a job, it's not just about a career. Purpose is also personal purpose. Who are you to the people around you? Who are you to your community? Who are you to your family? Who are you to your children? Who are you to your parents? When was the last time you saw your mother? Um, I haven't seen my mom since 2014. Go see your mom. Yeah, I thought she's supposed to be coming to the state. Um, she have interview with the immigration. She's supposed to be coming to the state, hopefully October or November. Okay. Hug your mom tight. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. Yeah. So, you know, and encourage your, your wife to seek treatment as well. Because it sounds like I'm, she self-medicates with alcohol. And alcohol actually can just make us more and more depressed. It worsens our mental health challenges. It doesn't make it better. Yes, ma'am. Uh, and uh, we, we too just like, hey, we need, you know, we have to, this is serious, you know, she have to go seek help. I have to, like, just like you said, a relationship, I don't see it in, in the outlook. I don't know, maybe two, three years, you know. And that's not even there, you know, because I have to really work on myself and get the help that is needed that I can move forward, you know. So, I mean, the crazy thing was uh, my wife used to call me narcissist, you know, gaslighter. To tell you the truth, I didn't know what that means. I have to look it up. So when I looked it up, I was like, oh, my gosh, she is right. I am narcissist. You know, and I have all these symptoms of, you know, personalities, you know. So because of that, I said, wow, I can't, this can't, I have to break whatever thing is happening. So, yeah, yeah I will seek the necessary help that is needed. And one other thing I would encourage you to do if you can, not everyone yes, ma'am. this, but besides outpatient care, um, there are other higher levels of care. Of course, there's like an acute inpatient hospital stay where you go for up to seven days or 14 days. But other than that, there's things called residential treatment programs. You go okay. and you live there and you get treatment for three, four, five, six months. You know, okay. sometimes if you're using your insurance, your insurance might cover it for a month. 
Sometimes the insurance won't cover the entire thing and you have to pay out of pocket. That may be okay. something you want to consider doing. Um, you know, some sort of long-term residential program. Um, you're in Texas. There may be several there. I would start looking online to see if I could find some sort of program. If you can't do a program, look for a retreat. Go do a retreat for a week or two weeks to just yes, help you, um, you know, to purge, to help you fast and, you know, just fast for your brain and your body and, and try to elevate and, and take your mind to a different place. Um, consider those things too. Try different yes, different modalities and interventions to really create a, um, a, a big reset for your brain. Um, I don't know. I, I do recall from one of your DMs, you saying that you're physically in shape and that your wife wasn't in shape oh, yeah. a couple of years ago. Um, yeah. I don't know if you're doing yoga, if you're doing outdoors yeah. activities, things like that, but try to make some changes. Yeah, I'm in shape. I mean, I have it. I have my own, I have a gym, you know, I have a gym, you know, um, where people train, you know. Um, yeah, I try to do a lot of cycling, a lot of uh, outdoor stuff, you know, just to mix stuff up, you know. Yeah. And that's like my therapy. That's where I normally go, you know, to feel better. But I know that I need more than just the fitness, working out. I need other stuff also. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope this helps. Very. Yes, I appreciate you with your time. Uh, we utilize all the resources that you mentioned. And uh, once again, I just want to say I thank you. Uh, it meant a lot for me. And I, I feel better, you know, if this can help someone else, because I would not wish this to anyone. It's a horrible feeling. It's a horrible feeling, not a good feeling. Yeah. 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 So. I um I do feel for you and your family. You guys have gone through a lot. You really have. Yeah. So um yes, your, your next relationship will be the best relationship of your life, whether it's your current wife now when you guys decide to do it again or if it's someone else. Because I, I do believe that you'll put the work in. The same way that you put the work in to yeah. change your body and to keep your body at its best, I think you'll do the same thing for your mind. Definitely. Yeah. All righty, guys, you have heard um, on the couch with me. Uh, we've been talking about his life challenges from the time that he was a, a child. So we did this all in an hour. Thank you for listening. I hope this helps someone. If you are out there and you have a question um, or have a concern that you'd like to get on the couch and discuss with me, please DM me on Instagram. It's Dr. Delvina, D as in Delta, R, D as in Delta, E, L, V as in Victor, E, N, A, or send me an email to info, I-N-F-O, at Dr. Delvina, spelled the same way, D-R-D-E-L, V as in Victor, E-N-A, dot help. H-E-L-P. That was some, some story, right? Some of you may say I didn't engage the suicide attempt. Well, this was supposed to be an episode about marriage and cheating and a relationship. I didn't realize at the very end of the episode he was going to drop that bomb. 
I will follow up with him, and I did give him some resources offline. I DM'd him. I gave him a link to go to. That's um, African Americans and NAMI. NAMI is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. I did give him that link and told him to reach out for some help. And I'll continue to, to check in on him. If you need information on the Black Mental Health Alliance, please call 410-338-2642. And you can find a therapist through these folks. Again, 410-338-2642. Please DM me if you have any questions or concerns. And if you're feeling unsafe right now, dial 988. And the National Treatment Referral Helpline is one 800 662 Help, H-E-L-P, that's 4357. Thanks for checking me out tonight, y'all. Brain love. It's the end of an episode. Thank you guys for joining me on my couch. It's been a pleasure. It's Dr. Delvina. Remember, every day you must have brain love balance. You can't have all work and no play, and you can't have all play and no work. Reframe. Reframe your negative thinking. Think positively. Avoid negative people. Inside, everything you need, it's inside of you. Look inside yourself. Needs. Know your needs. Your needs come first, not everyone else's. Limitations. Limit your expectations of yourself. Ownership. Own your mistakes, learn from them, and move on. Vengeance is not yours. It's the Lord's. Express yourself. Every day, meaningful communication. Don't go to bed angry. And that's been my show, guys. Brain love. Mm -hmm.